an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks so much for listening. Great show this week. Scott Van Pelt from ESPN on the pod. Great conversation with Scott about the awesome Bad Beat segments he does. Um, What goes into them gives us sort of a behind-the-scenes look. Talks about his battle with COVID and uh, actually still having some lingering effects. Uh, NFL embracing gambling. A lot of topics covered with SVP. Usually here I plug all the past podcasts. Listen, if you've missed any recently, go into the archives, check them out. We've had some great guests. Uh, I don't want to keep you though. I want to get right to SVP because it was great. So just subscribe to the SI Media Podcast. And if you can rate and review, that helps as well. All right, here we go. Scott Van Pelt. All right, joining me now. It's been a while since he's been on the pod. I've been stalking him for months though to come on. Finally got him. Scott Van Pelt from ESPN Sports Center. Scott, how are you? I'm here to save your life, Jimmy. I appreciate that. I, I needed a good guest this week. I needed someone who I, I can just relax and shoot the shit with and have fun. So. Well, I listen, you, and you've been kind to allow me to say, look, I have <laughs> 17 other podcasts that I've been asked to join this week, and it's just a bit much. Um, but I'm, I always try to make time, and thankfully, I had that time to visit. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Getting my second vaccine shot tomorrow. Right so on. How do you feel forward. after the first one? Not one issue at all. Good. It's Listen, this whole thing is insane. Everything about it is insane. You had COVID. Well, we can talk about it a little sure. later. But, you know, my dad is 78, got both shots, not one problem, not one issue, felt great. Then there's people my age, even younger, you hear about it, and they're incapacitated for 24 hours. It's, it's wild. 
It is. But I mean, if you're able to get both, my mom got both shots and I'm grateful for that. And it just, I think particularly for older people, you know, your dad, you said your dad's 78, my mom's 80. I mean, mm-hmm. and she's a very youthful person. You would never think whatever attach that number to her, but you know, you just want to give yourself as much of a, of, of a safety net as you can. So yeah. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that about your dad. Yeah, in New York, they're doing a good job with the vaccine, so I feel I feel good about it. We, they, you know, the first couple of weeks are rough, but they've gotten everything on track and organized, and they're opening it up. So, a year, right? Can, I mean, can you can you imagine it's been a friggin' year? It's hard to buy. You did a nice, a really nice job with your one big thing. Uh, I posted it in in train of thoughts on the one year. Um, I hate to use the word anniversary, but for lack of a better well, word, uh-huh. um, you know. Um, and, you know, listen, obviously, this is the least important thing of, of anything that has to do with COVID. But I am fascinated. I'm curious your take on this, on how sports and sports fans are going to sort of um, not adapt. That's not the right but bounce back and how, th- you know, baseball this year. Now we'll have some fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the NFL is going to try to fill those stadiums by September when people are vaccinated. Um you know, ratings down across the board for everything. People's lives are just completely different. Very interesting to see how sports bounces back. I am as well. I, I mean, I think they've largely served, um, I, I, to say purpose, is that's not the right choice of words. But, I mean, they've, they've like the, the NCAA tournament ratings have been, have been exp- as expected, very good. Um, there are things, there's certainly a lot of things through the fall that were, that were off, like events that were staged outside of a normal window of time. And then when you compare those ratings to the time they're normally held, well, you're not comparing apples and apples, you know, right. but, but that's, I mean, look, frankly, a lot of this is inconsequential What the ratings are. It doesn't matter. I mean, I mean even from a fan standpoint, like, you are people, you going to be mean, comfortable think, sitting in a baseball stadium right. in June wearing a mask? I mean, I don't, I, that'll be, a, like, I mean, Especially like, look, I, I just flew back. I was down in Florida. I flew back and you wear a mask the whole time. And it's not a long flight to D.C., but I mean, it's long enough that those, they, start, they start hurting your ears. Like you, if you, you wear glasses, I wear glasses, they fog up like it's just a pain in the ass, man. Right. And, and but and a plane is a fine environment. Like imagine like, like Texas is going to be full capacity. OK, well, imagine you go to Texas and it's 93 degrees and it's humid as hell. Like you're going to wear right. a mask all day like I, I, th- these are questions. I don't know what people are going to want to do, but I will say this. I do believe that, that people long to be together, whether it's at movie theaters, restaurants, churches, uh, concert, I think concerts already, certainly games. I, I think that people will get back there. And I think there's a, there's a decent chunk of our profession that will see people at games that aren't wearing masks and they will fire off tweets that these are horrible people and they're going to make every, all of us die. Um, and there's lots of there's lots of police uh, in our profession on on social media, which I don't I don't ever think it serves any greater yeah. good uh, and, more than just to point at them and say shame. Right. And I want to be clear about something right now. I am pro mask. I wear the mask. I think no, everybody right. should wear the mask. No, I'm you just didn't talking say anything to, otherwise. I yeah, know. I'm just talking about the life can be like. It's funny you mentioned it because I called one of my friends last night was screaming and yelling like a lunatic because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm getting my second shot Thursday, and they say seven to 14 days, you're fully vaccinated. And I'm saying, I'm going to do this. You know, I miss restaurants and this. And then I thought to myself, wait a second. Now, restaurants, fine. You go in there, you have to take off your mask when you eat. So, okay. Then I'm like, if I want to go to a movie, 
I'm fully vaccinated, but I still have to wear the mask. I'm not sitting in a movie theater for two hours. I mean, listen, I don't, I stopped going to the movies a while ago anyway, just because it's a terrible experience compared to home. But like, it's one of those things once in a while you want to go to the movie theater. Now I got to wear a mask. Like you said, you're on the plane. You got to wear the mask, even if you concert. I don't want to go to a concert and have to wear a mask. People need to hear me singing the tunes that are surrounding me. I mean, this is ridiculous. How's your voice? You got a voice? Oh, my God. The worst, uh, probably the worst voice in America. I would yeah, say. but that, that's just about enthusiasm. You got to just sing yeah. enthusiastically. I, I mean, look, there's lots of pockets of our country. I mean, I think you and I live in places where, I mean, it's people wear masks. And then I've gone places where you look around and, and if you wear a mask, it's like you're a space alien who's right. come from some place where masks are not part of the sort of social DNA. And it's just, I mean, look, this is, we, we know all this. We know that the way that we as a country have um, reacted to this is, is, is very different just based on where you are. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that when it comes to going to places, if you're terrified by this, then don't go places. Man. Right. I think well, the, yeah. thing, the, the world's going to open up. We're going to, we're, we, you can, like you could see lines going down, numbers of shots going up. I mean, this, we're, we're not going to live this way forever, and we shouldn't. Right. I think we should do our best to keep ourselves safe and keep our community safe. That's our responsibility, socially, yeah. morally, the whole bit. Think- but um, I, I don't know. It's just astounding to me because when we did the March 11th, you know, a lot of us, we were, we were revisiting that night. We were the ones on the air when the whole thing stopped. Yeah, and all this. I remember. And, and, I mean, I can remember very clearly thinking, man, this is messed up. I can't believe there's no NCAA tournament. I mean, like by summer, we're good. Yeah. Summer 2020, we're, uh, we're, we're fine. Like it's, I never for a moment entertaining, Yeah. of course, what it's, what it's been. So, you know, but summer 2021 does feel like it's going to be normal. No, not, not what it was, but yeah. certainly not what it, not what it was last summer either. I was, and I was kind of fine in summer 2020 because I was at the pool on the beach every day and you didn't have to wear a mask if you were like in certain areas and people were, the great thing about the beach was it was 50% capacity. So nobody was near you if you were on your lounge chair. And again, I'm pro mask, but I also like to complain about the annoyance of the mask. You can do both (laughs) things. I know, I know in this world now you can't have two. like if I'm in the supermarket and I see someone without a mask, I flip, I'm like, get your mask on. What are you doing? But I also would like to be able to go to the movies when I'm fully vaccinated, not wear a mask. So I'm, I'm playing both sides of the fence. I'm inconsistent, but I am pro mask and I am pro complaining about the mask. And can I complain about one grocery? You can complain about anything. I like all complaints on this podcast. What are we doing with the arrows in the floor? Oh my God. First of all, no one follows them anyway. No. And then, and then there's every now and then though, though, there's, there's arrow truthers and you get that. Look, just, this is one way. I'm like, uh, yeah, but I'm, it's a cereal aisle. I just want to get the thing. And there was no one in it. So I came down, but now I'm so one way and I've come this way. And then, and, but then when there are people just blatantly disregarding the arrows and they're all willy nilly, you look at them and maybe in your head, you're like, Hey man, this is, this is this way, not that oh, way. The, hip- the hypocrisy just, is, yeah. Can we get the arrows off the floor in a grocery yeah. store? Like we're past that point. Like it's, we're, we don't need the arrows anymore. I agree. I totally agree. We definitely right. don't need the one way, one one way aisles in the grocery store. There's no doubt. And I, I got this weird thing here where the, the target by my house is massive. I think all targets are massive, but there's two entrances and they've had one entrance closed for a year. I assume because they got to count the number of people maybe, but can, can we open both entrances now? I, I mean, there's no need for one entrance to be closed. Like these little things are there are things in our lives that I like what you and I are doing right now. I think this, this will become the norm, like just fire up a zoom link and and 
like bus- businesses won't necessarily be in the same space just because it's cheaper and people have figured out ways to do it. Um, like Tony Kornheiser, I work down in DC now, like Tony works from his home. There's a belief that Tony will never set foot in the office in Washington, DC again. Yeah. And, and part of that's just the, the, the mensch uh, that Tony is the, the, you know, the very, un- the unique nature of Tony's uh, state of mind and being that like once he gets comfortable um, and that's such a successful show, don't mess with the happy guy. And he's, yeah. if he's happy in his attic in his house, like I, I think there are lots of Tony Kornheisers out there that have found a happy space and realized, mm-hmm. wait, I prefer this. And it'll be interesting to see what those things are. You just want your target open. And I just want to be able to go yeah. a, down a one way, the wrong way. If I just want to grab a box of cereal and get yeah. all of my life. And, and I know this, you know, I've been home for a year, no SI office in Manhattan. And, you know, I have, there's days where, I, I wish I was in the office just because you want to be out of your house. Maybe you want to see some of your friends, you know, yeah. and I know the first day I go back, I'm going to be complaining about, Oh my God, this goddamn commute. I can't, I, I'm working from home. You know, you know, like, yeah, there's just no way I'm not going to complain no matter which way, which way it goes. That's sort of your, that's kind of your makeup. That's just yeah. sort of part of the part of your social DNA. You're going to have yeah. to complain. Uh, let's do a hard left turn here. So one of the reasons I've been badgering you to come on is because, you know, I've always loved bad beats. I think it's the greatest weekly segment on TV. Thank I post you. it in my column every week. And I felt like you and Steve took it to even another level this year. Like there were there were segments that were like nine, 11 minutes long. It used to be like two, three, four minutes. I felt like more effort went into it. I felt like we were, and you know what it reminds me of? And this is a compliment. There's going to be assholes out there who think this is an insult because they have this thing with Berman. But this is a compliment. You remind me sometimes of Berman when he would do primetime. So smooth, the little ad libs. Never, never flinch. People don't realize how hard that is to do. Uh-huh. I mean, what Chris Berman did on primetime, I thought was a true gift when he would do those highlights. And you do it with bad beats. It's a very similar feel. Um, well, that's, I appreciate that very much because, I mean, Berman is the, the godfather. Um, and there is some there is a weird. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's just there's something about the, the shared misery of what's happening and putting yourself in the place of like who really had Abilene Christian against Virginia? Well, I got a letter in the mail from a guy with his bet slip. He had 400 bucks on Abilene Christian. And for those that don't know, Abilene Christian was getting 30 some odd points. They got a, they got a safety there. It was insane. They scored a touchdown. They got a safety. And then because they got the safety, they got the ball back and they throw a pick six on the last play of the game. And Steve's screaming, get on your horse. There's this big lineman that's never got a chance to catch the guy. And we're just, I'm screaming, oh, my God, at the top of my lungs. And none of this stuff's written down. It is, it's just, it's a, it's a true human, like a visceral reaction to, the, to what you're seeing. Because I didn't have Abilene Christian, but I've lost like that. And so, you, I don't know, it's, it, it's like, it's the, it's the highlight on which you perform more than any others. But it's not like I sit down with any real idea of what the performance is going to be. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I wanted to, I really wanted to get into, and you know, I hope you don't mind doing this. I wanted to get into like sort of how it's put together. I'm curious about a couple of things, like how long, I mean, you must have so many producers and and stuff working on it. Um, Uh, Actually, there's one. I want to give him a shout out. Gifford Gould is his name. All by himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, he's one of us. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You, You need to understand this space to live in it. 
uh, somebody that didn't, who, who hasn't felt like, you know, mush from Bronx tale really can't be part of our, our not, he's not, he's not one of us, right? Get him out of here. Get him hey, out of there here. There you go. Uh, now you just can't leave. Um, he's, He's he sort of curates and has taken it. I think as they've gone to the next level, he deserves as much credit as anybody because, like, he's always kind of got an eye out. And and frankly, Twitter Twitter's awful for a million things, but it, it's become great for for uh, our eyes and ears yeah. because something horrible happens, and immediately, like me and Steve have become the bad beats. We're your bucket for that. Like we're just your place to scream into the pillow, like uh, son of a bitch, what just happened? So we're getting these things all the time. And, and it just, it, it's, it's no more complicated, really, honestly, than an email thread of, oh, my God, like Northern Illinois, such and such. Yeah, I saw it. How about this first half of this Nets-Suns game? And so throughout a weekend, you're kind of making sure you're keeping tabs on things. And then you come in on Monday, typically. We did it Tuesday of the week of the NCAA tournament because there were still games going on. But now you've got this mountain of things to sift through. And what we found is – there's never not enough. What it really boils down to is how do we decide which ones we think lend themselves to the most fun presentation? Right. And sometimes it's the, it's, the, it's the video of it. Other times it's just the sheer impossibility of a Texas A&M not scoring one point for nine minutes in a basketball game. And just like, like, well, how much of that can we show? And then I, me, me, I immediately go, well, hell, all of it. <laughs> like, do we just have to show – all of the opportunities they had for nine minutes to not score. And just the, the it, it piles on top of each other. And the longer it goes, the more absurd it becomes. Right. So yeah. our producers have been really good about recognizing a, it's a, it's a, it's to your point. There are lots of Jimmy trainers out there. Thankfully that that's their favorite thing. So there's, we have enough. Sometimes we have too much. So we, just, we, we just have to figure out how do we provide it in a semi concise way but amazingly, like we never come in on Monday and go, well, where, where are the bad? No, nope, no bad beats. Nothing right. terrible happened. I mean, right. there's always something, but it's it's really Steve and, and Gifford and uh, myself. And there are others, but part of our group that'll, you know, hey, did you catch such and such. Uh, Jason back at um, uh, Jason McCallum, rather, um, uh, J Mac, or he's was researched. Now he's a producer. He's he's also a guy that's got his eyes out. He's not a, he's not a gambler per se, yeah. but he's very aware of it, which is helpful. So, between J Mac and Giff, yeah. uh, me and Steve, that's kind of what we got. So, just, so take me to the so you take me to the process if you don't mind. Like, so you uh-huh. guys have a, an email thread of you know get this game, get this game, uh-huh. and then how does it come? What's the writing process? I mean, are you do you write the stuff ahead of time that you're going to say? Is it ad libbed? It's all ad libbed. Well, I mean, like, okay, this is very inside the belt. Yeah, I want the inside. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, if you've anyone that's been in television uh, would understand the idea of what's called a shot sheet and a shot sheet very simply is a, a, a big piece of paper sort of turned sideways with nine boxes in it. All right. And what the way it's spelled out is um, situation, action, result. So in other words, it's um, the, the nets are five and a half point favorites. They lead by seven Hardens at the free throw line, blah, blah, blah. Like he misses, here comes some such, you know, the other team the other way. Right? That's just, that's just a basic whatever. Well, what, what we have spelled out for us are the, just that, the situation, the action, the result. Because ultimately what we're talking about is it's a game, right? So we have a game and a highlight of the game, but our mm-hmm. highlight of the game isn't feature, isn't focused as much on the 
result of the game is the score, final score of the game. The accounting of that's very important. So like the, 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 the nonsense of, of Steve yelling some non sequitur and me reacting to that, none of that's, none of that's written down. Okay. And so it's, it's our very kind of honest reaction to it. Cause it is, I mean, it, it's a sincere pain that right. you have for the moment. Right. Because again, we've all been that poor bastard who's got Abilene Christian. Well, that's, that is what is one of the most fascinating thing about bad beats is that if you are someone who likes to place a wager, there is the part of you that you feel like you've seen it all. You've experienced it all. And when you bet, you even sometimes correct me if I'm wrong, if you agree, you're planning for like, okay, well, this quarterback does this. So this could end with this safety. Like all these things are going through your head when you make a bet, when you're watching a game, you're trying to cover spread. And yet when you watch bad beats, you're still like, I cannot believe that happened. You can believe it. And you can't believe it at the same time. That's the beauty of the bad beat. And anyone that, that bets is does so believing this is going to win. You wouldn't do it but also with the clear understanding that something horrible might happen. And, the, and anyone that gambles also spends the end of a game, if it's close, expecting the horrible thing to happen. Right. And like, if you've ever been, if you've ever played cards, like there's, you've got that friend, like if you're playing blackjack and you got a buddy that's not playing and you get 20 and the dealer's got like a three and there's always that dope. It's like, oh man, you're going to win. You're like, please shut up. Because now it's three and they flip a two and then they pull a six and then there's a queen. And now you just want to punch your friend in the face because you, that person's not a gambler. They don't understand. You don't speak of it until you're being paid. Same thing watching a game. Like if, oh, you're up 20 or you're given 10. Well, how, ah, you're good. You're going to lose. I mean, blah, 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 blah. Let's just, you don't know. Then the next thing you know, somebody hits two threes as a technical and you just, and you're looking at your friend like, how, how could you say this? How could you ever speak of a game being a win until it's a win? So I think that there's a big part of that in Bad Beats, too. Absolutely. Where, and I keep going back to Virginia and Abilene Christian just because yeah. it was the one that was so such a seared in people's brains that, like, once they, like, got this safety, and for people who didn't see it, like, Virginia ran a – supposedly, Virginia ran a play from a play sheet where the guy called it in, and it should have been, like, a victory formation, but there's, like – there's not a lot of time left and they're throwing double passes in the end zone. And you're looking at this going, what the f are you doing? And then they, they got the safety and now Abilene Christian, you're going to win. There's no way you could lose except you get the ball back after the safety. Then naturally they throw a pick six on the last play of the game. Well, all those things had to happen exactly that way and only that way for you to lose. But if you had Abilene the whole time you're watching, you're just waiting to figure out, what's what that's going to be and so that's a one one example of something that happens on a weekly basis and for that uh we are grateful and we're grateful for people like you that are out there going let's see what happened this week it, it is fun when you when you watch games with a group of people and some are betting and some are not betting and don't know anything about betting because you know you can have money on a team and you're rooting for them in some situations to kick a field goal instead of a touchdown because sure. you want a certain number because the other team could come back. And if they get a two point, and the person who doesn't bet, they're like, if you bet them, why are you rooting for them to kick a field goal instead of a touch? Like it, the insanity that you go through at the end of games is 
only only gamblers have that bond with each other that they understand the ridiculous things you're rooting for. Sure. And, and looking at it from, you know, from from the outside, from the from the space of the person who doesn't do that, you think I'd be so much happier if I just didn't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like they're they're not the the, the psychotic people. We are, uh, <laughs> oh. but but it's like it, we're it's it's we're too far down the road, you know. Right. We're too far, yeah. we're, we're too committed to the life at this yeah. point to have well, some we'll epiphany and stop. Yeah, like you told. I mean, I have a I have a one of my best friends from college. I mean, we've been friends now twenty five years. When we were in college, I'll never forget it. He bet an over under. He he bet an over on a Yankees Mariners game, and it was like five three in the second inning. I'm like, you got it. It's over and. Of course, this you know it ends five three, and I hear about it now, twenty five years later. And you should, I, you should. <laughs> you're the asshole that said he was going to win the bet. Yeah. In the second inning, you got it, yeah. you. You can't. You know you can't do that. You just, yeah. just you, you. You feel good. You feel like we're on a good path here. But let's just you know let's yeah. wait because so all of a sudden now it's bottom nine, still five three, and Jimmy Trainer. Who's the who's the who's the mush? I still you. hear about it. I still hear about it. So you and Steve. No rehearsals, no, no, you don't know what he's going to say. He doesn't know what you're going to say. It's amazing. And that's, that's, that's where we just benefit from. um, Great chemistry. Well, he's, he's the, he's such a great audience because he, he laughs easily, but sincerely. And he's, he's got a smile that you can kind of feel and he's, but he's also got that just acidic edge to him. And this this fury that's genuine about what, how could this be happening? Um, and he's so he's he's he just he lays out, which is, you know, he kind of lets me go. And then I try to get out of the way and let him go, because like there are many times that, that he's to me, he's sort of the star. He's the engine that's moving us forward in that segment. So I just need to kind of get some of the uh, bookkeeping out of the way so he can go off on a tangent. Um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gift. It really is the way you guys can do that and play off of each other. I look, I appreciate it. And you, and you, and, and I, you know, I know Steve said this to me and I would just say it to you, like the, we appreciate that, that you um, are a, as vocally a, a proponent of the segment and always put it in Love it. train of thoughts. We're, we're grateful for that. I got, and I gotta say, you've mentioned the Abilene Christian Virginia, my all time favorite one, I think was 2019. I don't remember the details, but it was a mountain West game in the snow. I think it was maybe BYU. I don't remember. And Wyoming and Wyoming. And they declined a holding penalty. That was to me, the all timer with the declining of the holding. I don't remember the situation, but I remember the declining of the holding penalty, just throwing everything into uproar. Right. Because there's a touchdown and they, they call the hold, but the, if they wouldn't have got the ball back, if they, if they took the penalty, but so they decline it, and as a result, you you lose again. One That's of the old timer to me. Of the course, it is right there because you you've never seen that. But these right. things happen just to give us content and just to give people like you and me another another page in the book of remarkable things that couldn't happen but did. I thought I thought there was a big step here last week when the NFL announced their new TV deals. Um, and that was a very nice deal for ESPN. You have to be happy about that. But Goodell said it, it's, it might be time to start incorporating some gambling things into the coverage. I thought that was a, I mean, listen, do I think that you're going to have Steve Levy and, and, you know, Brian Greasy say, oh, here, the Chiefs are minus four. No, but if they can sort of do the Al Michaels thing without, you know, having to shake because they think they're going to get a call, I think that would be nice for moving into the future here. I've been fairly vocal about this forever that this this is of course how it's going to go. It's gambling is 
this evil, this, this plague against humanity in the eyes of, of the league. And then, oh, well, let's, the Raiders are, they're in Vegas. Well, come out and see a game, maybe a show. Don't play cards or roll the dice or anything, just, but just come to Vegas. Come on. And now teams have partnerships with, with gambling companies. And the revenue, as is the case with everything in the NFL, the revenue that they would generate from this space would be exponentially more than any other league. And so over time, Roger Goodell, this is a brilliant businessman. And, right. his, and his league is this juggernaut that, that they benefit from a careful consideration of what to do. But, but they benefit. And it was always and inevitably going to end up somewhere there. And I've always said as much. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned the Al Michaels, you know, and well, that's overwhelming. And, and, and Al, tongue in cheek, that, that's how it's had to be. Um, I, I just think you just have to trust people to, to do it in a way where you're acknowledging it. Like, like the, when, the, when the Browns and the Ravens and Monday Night Football and there's that last play of the game and there's that safety and I come on and I, I, like I came on and I just I shrugged and I said nothing. For a good long while, because, you know, you can't just scream bad beat. But right. to me, it's just way funnier if you play it that way um, in that little moment, because everyone is in on the is in on the joke. So I, just, I think when everyone's in on the joke, it's just foolish. It's foolish. I don't know. You know, it's foolish to just not acknowledge it, in my opinion. It's funny because I just I just Googled. Al Michael, Scott Van Pelt, Jimmy Trina, because I wanted because Al was on this podcast over the summer and he said something very complimentary. I wanted to get the exact phrase, but he, the way he called you like the master of the bad beat or something like that, or or what you do is an art form. I think he said, so I want to get the exact quote, but I put that in. And the first thing that came up was the column I wrote December 15th. ESPN Scott Van Pelt reacts to Ravens wild cover against the Browns. That, that was uh, and yeah, just, the shrug. Right. Because and, and in that moment, I'm I'm just. I'm thinking, what can I do visually? Because it's just all I am is like in a little box, like right. right before the thing comes on. What can I do that says, well, we all know what happened without saying we all know what happened. That's, well, I just, that's-, that's what's so childish about it is you can come on ESPN at, let's say, 1130 and get right into a bad beat. Right. But at 1126, Steve Levy can't mention that it's a bad beat. It's like, you know, can we grow up here a little bit, please? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It just yeah. doesn't. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but it, clearly uh, that the direction that this is going is is just as this becomes legal, more places and as, and as you know, the league and teams are going to participate in in the, the, the legality of it, then it becomes something that we can just address more uh, directly than having to go kind of around the barn. This one is out of left field, but I mentioned the new television deals with the NFL. So ESPN. <clears throat> They're getting flex schedule from week yeah. 12 on, which is tremendous for them. They're going to get a London game on a, on a Sunday morning exclusive on ESPN plus any interest or desire to ever call a game. No, no, no it's not my thing. I don't, and, and people have been nice, like people in the business that are friends of mine, like, Oh, you should call a game. You, you know, you'd be right up your alley or whatever. And I'd like, I don't know how to do that. I, 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 right. I don't have, I don't know the, the mechanics of it and, and whether it's, Michaels, Tariko, Nance, Buck, Levy, like, and I, I, I could keep going. Like the people I watch who I think have such great command of, of what it is. I, Jimmy, I wouldn't know the first thing. 
yeah. wouldn't know like how do I do I lay out is it down in distance am I identifying the tackler like I like I do golf okay and you know it's the running joke about golf like my buddy Steve Sands from the you know NBC and the golf channel we just it's like stealing money it's just like <laughs> you just lay out say mm-hmm. nothing listen to the clubs rattle and then say to 12 that's it to 12 like over to 10 you know it's anyone could do golf anyone as i prove and so i think i understand that and the tempo and the pace of that calling a football game like i i will I, you know i started to say i'll never yeah. And I say, and I have this, this post-it note at my desk that I've referenced a billion times. It says, I will never work at ESPN. And I keep it here as a reminder to not say the thing I won't do. Right. I just can't imagine what would ever have me call a game because it's yeah. nothing I aspire to because I don't know how to do it. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And obviously what you do well is sports center. Um, what has it been like this past year doing that every night? Knowing, I mean, in the beginning there were no games, Ugh. then the games came back. Did you have to do anything differently? Did you feel like, okay, listen, everyone's in a you know bad mood here. Let me try to uplift. Was okay. there any, or do you just do it the way you've always done it? And you don't change anything. Well, I mean, from last March 11th through, the middle of early, like early July, when we um, 
when we had like our break, we always, we always have a break right after um, the NBA finals and free agency. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we did from March to then what there's no sports and no games. Right. And it was, I mean, I don't want to be dramatic, but like there were times when I, I was just mentally so done and whether it was my wife or my agent, Sandy Montag or Mike McQuaid, who is sort of my, my guy at ESPN, I don't know what, even what his title is, but he's beyond producer, coordinating producer. He's just my, he's a person that keeps me sane. Like between all those people, I had to lean into them on occasion to just say like, I, I can't, I cannot do this again. I can't come in and ask Woj, what's the plan? I can't ask Jeff Passan, what do we think? I, I can't. Um, we luckily had the Jordan doc and right. we, we, we created a, a segment then called senior night, which was actually a really cool thing. An offshoot of the season that ended where we were actually able to acknowledge teams that we wouldn't have otherwise even known existed, which was a really cool thing that happened. Um, but then when games came back, like when, when I came back post um, break in the summer, thankfully we had baseball, um, and football was around the corner. We weren't sure how it was going to work, but it did. And um, hold on a second. My hey. wife's calling me. I have to tell her I'm talking on a podcast. Hey, buddy. I'm talking to a famous man named Jimmy Train. I'll call you right back, okay? Okay. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you. Bye. I told love you you're famous. I lied to my son. That's... <laughs> Listen, um, I'm going to, I need younger, I need younger readers and, you know, podcast uh, listeners. So get them trained early. All right. But I, so I guess when we came back, you know, we just did games like, you know, like we, I think you and I have talked about this, like the, the, the days of what sports center was um, when it was pre bottom line, pre Twitter, pre whatever is very different than it is yeah. now. But what, what, what I think we've found, and I, I hope what we've created is a show where even if you might be aware of the result, we're, st we're just this familiar companion and how we're going to, to, to show you and talk about what happened is something that, that might be appealing to you. And so when games came back, we treated it like, thank God we've got games, you know? And, yeah. and you know, on March 11th, I went on like, um, like I, I went on with Max Kellerman. He's like, you know, what are you guys going to do on this year anniversary? I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show a shit ton of games because we can. Um, and just yeah. be grateful for, for what the diversion are. Cause that's ultimately what sports are. They're our greatest connector. They're the best diversion. Um, and they're not real life and we don't treat them as such, but we appreciate what we get to do. So, you know, this, it's been strange. We're down in DC now. It's a very small group. It's me, Steve, and my guy McQuaid, who I mentioned, that's it. That's, that's what we've got, yeah. um, from, from Connecticut. And, um, it's like, we're, we're good. Like, we're just trying to keep on keeping on. I mean, like, I, I, I assume that over the course of my time here, something will evolve. Some next version of something will happen because it always does. And I have no idea what it is now. Maybe, it'll, maybe it is still this. I don't know. But it's been a, it's just been a fascinating year of just having nothing, getting it back, appreciating it, even though it doesn't look or feel like we're used to it feeling. We're grateful for that. And I do think to the point that you and I were talking about earlier, like, come summer and then hopefully by fall it's going to feel like mostly it felt like i think you're going to see full stadiums all over the place and that's going to freak some people out but you know i think outside you're okay um I, not that I, i'm a doctor I, I shouldn't you know but i think there's a huge difference between outside and inside so i think i agree you know, with that there are some that don't and again i have to respect it that but it's just you know well, you, when, so when did you end up getting corona what uh, month was that a couple weeks before christmas um and how long did you not feel well for? 
I never felt bad. Oh, you just you had the loss of smell, if I'm not mistaken. Smell and taste. I still right. can't taste. Really? Not not much, which is a horror show. Um, I couldn't taste an apple one day, um, and um, and it was like, oh man. And I had kind of like I had like an ache, like my back was achy, and so it's like my back was achy, and all of a sudden I couldn't taste, and I'm like, oh no. And I went and got a rapid test. It's so weird. I, I'll never forget. It was a snowy day where it turned into like ice and rain. It's miserable. I'm sitting on my couch. I get the, t- the text back from the facility and there's just this big red positive. And my, my wife and my kids walk in and I just gave her the like hand sign across the throat like, no, it's, it's no good. And um, our family had, for years has had a house at this place called Bethany Beach, Delaware. And I just said, I'm, I'm leaving. I just went and sat by myself and waited for time to pass. I never had a fever, gratefully. I never right. had a cough, gratefully. The only thing I had was this smell and taste. Yeah, I'd rather have a cough and a fever for like two weeks and keep my smell. Well, and, t- and taste, taste. Well, and, and it's, it's awful because there was one thing that still tastes the same to me, even now, and that's peanut M&Ms. And so I just eat family-sized bags of peanut M&Ms because it's the one thing that tastes correct. All these weird things like, like that these so savory bizarre. pastas with beautiful tomato and onion and whatever that should have this flavor. I don't get it. I don't get that flavor. And I've had so many people tell me that they just, they get like these windows of taste back, but like you need like, say there's like four or five like flavor profiles that go into making something taste like something. I only get two of them. So I get this really incomplete kind of taste that I should have. And it's not the same and it doesn't taste good. And so it's just, it's. That's such a, that's such a mind. Um, Yes. F word. Yes. I didn't know. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of something times. else. Yeah. It was sorry, like, that, I, I'm sorry. I no, no, no. I was going to say it. And I, I, I couldn't even think, I couldn't think of the F word, but that's, yeah. that is one that will really screw with your brain there. Yes. And so it's, it's a, um, and I've read everything there is to read and I've done all the yeah. like burning orange and brown sugar. And then there's this, this doctor in like, literally I, I my wife did this to me the other day that I found a news story from like Phoenix of some doctor where you put your hand on your chest and you push your olfactory thumping and somebody flicks you on the back of the head. And my wife's like, I'm supposed to flick your back, the back of your head. I'm like, just do it. So she did. And, and then she, you eat something and you still don't taste. Of it. course I don't. But you got your smell back. Mostly like I can and that doesn't you make got sense. screwed twice. You Kinda, because you because could have had cough and fever for a week, kept your smell and taste. You got screwed once. Then you lose smell and taste and you get smell back and not taste. You got screwed twice, which I don't understand, because typically if you can't smell, you can't taste. But right. now I can smell, but I don't have the full and I don't know what to do. Like there isn't some pill to take or shot to get that's going to suddenly wake my taste buds back. And so now I'm in this kind of wait and see mode. And every day it's like, all right, well, can I taste this? And it's like crunch, crunch, crunch. Not really. And it are just you, sucks. Are you a big food? I mean, you're, you're not a, I mean, you're a thin guy. Are you a big food guy? Are you like, I mean, obviously me, if I can't taste my life is over, but what about you? Well, I mean, it's not great. I mean, yeah. eating is one of the more, is one of the pleasures of life. And I right. mean, I, I'm a kind of a creature of habit. I eat a lot of the sort of the same things, but you know, like strawberries, I kind of have that flavor. So that's good. I eat a lot of strawberries. Um, Tom Brady would I mean, not be happy with you right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, Tom, you do whatever makes you happy. And I mean, what do you, what do you miss the most? Like if you could taste something tonight, what would your meal be? Uh, I, there's um, just a, a really, really like, I, I Van Pelt people don't know, but I'm Italian. Like I, so I have like the Italian side of me. I miss, um, I miss like a nice, 
like cacio e pepe, just like a, li- a nice pasta, nice creamy Alfredo, just like that peppery, mm-hmm. that, that creamy where you get like the, I'm giving Guy Fieri a shout, like Flavortown here. I'm just, I'm missing the creamy and the salty and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. I miss that. I would love yeah. just something basic like that. Just a nice, a nice sort of an Alfredo-y peppery kind of a pasta. And you eat in the consistency. That's the thing that anybody that has dealt with this will tell you. Like this consistency is telling your brain that there's this flavor that you know what it is, but you just aren't experiencing it. And it's just, Crazy. it's Crazy. so strange. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I mean, it's been three months plus um, where I haven't been able to, uh, to really taste. And so I, I just, like other people I know that have had this thing, it's, it's like, how are you doing? I'll check in on them. Hey, how are you doing? And like, I, get, I wake up every morning and I shove the bar of soap up my nose to see, like, can I smell today? Nope. And you're just like, well, your day gets off to a lousy start. Right, like, well, right. okay, not today. I, and I don't know what the thing's going to be that makes it happen. But look, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not being, I, I'm kind of laughing about this. But I'm grateful that that's what it was. I mean, there are people that lose right. the ability to to breathe. You yep. know, I mean, yep. I didn't lose that ability, and right. I, and to me, it was as mild as it could possibly be, other than this odd, lingering annoyance. But um, goes you know. back to what we said at the top about the vaccines. Even when you get, every every case is so different, every person is so different, everyone reacts so differently. Um, I appreciate all the time you give me. One last thing before I let you go, because I just wanted to get this in. I One of the things during quarantine that a lot of people did, myself included, was binge Ted Lasso. You had a nice cameo in, in Ted Lasso. That, good show. And was that a fun experience for you? That was I'll, tell you what was, I'll tell you what was so, so neat about it was that um, we th- these things happen, you know, fairly often where, you know, there's like I got to be in Creed. OK, um, I was grateful that they asked. Like you, you film, you know, I, I hate, I just did air quotes, but I mean, you, like, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm overstating what I did. Like you, you, you're, you film a scene, but all it really is, is you, I'm already on the set to do the show. Right. There's some copy I'm supposed to do and you read it and you have to sign something as, 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 cause you have to be like a, in the union and whatever else. And like the amazing thing, Jimmy, about that is like out of nowhere, like something will come and I'm like, what's this? Oh, it's a check. Yeah, because I was in this movie. Yeah, and royalties, royalties. Understood, but I don't think that way. And what's I mean, your, it's not what's like, your Creed royalty check? How much is the Creed royalty? That's check? what I was just going to say. Like, it's. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's say it's eleven hundred bucks or something. Oh, it, okay. It, so I, you're, like, yeah. well, because it. And then you look at it and you go, well, why am I getting this money? Well, because it ran on this and this and this and this. And then I'm thinking, imagine you're like the star of this. What kind of check do you get? And I didn't do anything. Like I shot a thing. I forgot I did it. I was grateful to be asked. And then every now and then, like, oh, you were in Creed. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank Yeah, that's right. I did that thing. Anyway, this is what Jerry long- Seinfeld's royalty check looks like. I cannot. That's why he's <laughs> got, he owns the Hamptons. And, right. you know, uh, was, maybe he was going to get into on the mess. I would love to see the Jerry Seinfeld royalty check. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Um, so all of this is a kind of like a way of framing that these things kind of happen. And I don't typically get asked about them or somebody will just say, Hey, you know, there's this thing for Creed. Do you want to do it? You're like, well, sure. It's not heavy lifting and that might be cool. Well, in this case, like somebody told me, Hey, um, Sudeikis wants to talk to you. I'm like, well, about what? Like, well, he (laughs) wants you, there's something and they're going to do in a show and they want, they want to know if, if you'll do it. I'm like, well, just tell him. Yeah. He's like, well, no, no, he really, he just wants to talk to you. I was like, okay, fine. So one afternoon, I'm just sitting in my office, and it's like 
me and Jason Sudeikis are on the phone. And I mean, he's a talented, successful guy who, whose work I appreciate. So good and, on the show. And, and he, he really is. And I come to find out that he and, and their group really feel like it's important for the show to begin in a certain way. And they want to know if I'll do it. I said, well, of course. And then we just had this lovely conversation. Just it, it was during the middle of the pandemic and it was kind of about life and philosophies of life and being grateful and kind of throwing that out into the universe and blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, what a, what a, what a cool guy. And, and what a neat thing that, that he cared enough about this to actually have this conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I did it. And then it's like all these other things, you kind of forget about it. And then the show comes out and I, I mean, I'm not in the show. I had a scene in the show. Right. I just think the show is phenomenal and it's so unexpected. Like it, it moves right. you in ways you're just totally unprepared to be moved because you go into it thinking this is some slapsticky thing. Well, no, this is about life and grief and stuff and heavy things. And I just, I, I'm so like, I sent a note to them the other day because they won another slew of awards and I am just so happy for them. Yeah. And it always comes back to him thanking me for helping like really help the launch the idea of it. I'm just thinking I did a 20 second scene at the beginning, yeah. but what's, what's wild is how many people, um, well, just random people or friends like, man, you were in Ted Lasso. And right, now it's right. like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, no big deal. I'm just, yeah. what I well, do. It, 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 um, a lot of people watch that, you know, it got good word of mouth and, you know, good social media buzz, which helps in that situation. And what that, that's the, that's the best way to have anything happen now. Like this yeah. is, it's, it's an Apple TV thing and people see it and they immediately latched onto him. And then it, it, that's, that's the best way for anything to succeed and, this in this world now is for that yeah. to happen like a bit of buzz people you like like it and you're like well it must be good or they wouldn't tell me it was good yeah i was really blown away by him and i mean listen i this is one of the problems with like social media and podcasts like if you the world isn't like you like someone or you don't like someone like i didn't dislike jason sudeikis but i wouldn't say i was like a jason sudeikis fan it was just he was a guy who i enjoyed on saturday night live and like that was the extent of it i didn't have sure. any sort of and i watched the show and i'm like this is an unbelievable performance by Jason today. Like I was more impressed with him than this show almost because, and he's getting every award now. So, you know, and he, he should deserves it. Yeah. And he, I, 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 you know, the thing I always said about Tiger Woods in sports is that he made you feel right. Like the thing about athletes in sports at their absolute best is they make you feel something. They connect you to an emotion. And the thing about Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso is that he largely is the vehicle to make you feel, um, and you're just not prepared for that in a little 30-minute yeah. show that you know you thought was about a soccer coach, which it kind of is, but it's not. It's really not that right. in the end. Right. Since you mentioned him, and you're the big golf guy, we'll end it with this: Is Tiger ever going to play golf again? I honestly don't know. Um, I, and I have I have had zero interaction with other mm -hmm. than you know you just sort of sent out a message out just to to, to join with the like queue of people to say hey I'm I'm hopeful that you're you're okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't. I don't know. And anything else is just a waste of your time. I, I haven't got a clue. I don't know how the extent of the injuries. I mean, he was coming off another back surgery. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know how hobbled th this will leave him. It, it sounded pretty bad. Um, but I mean, having gotten to know him for many, many years and like everyone, knowing his kids and what they mean to him, which is like all of us and our kids, you just, I just wanted to be okay. I'm happy he's here. Like, I mean, yeah. my God, you see the car and it rolls Oof. over. I mean, you know, it could have been, it could have been far worse. So the golf's inconsequential. Yeah. Um, it, it, if it happens, awesome. If not, it, he, he gave us uh, 
he gave us more than most. It happens. That'll talk Our, about getting content. I mean, yeah, that will be that will be a code red for the sports media if he comes back and plays in a tournament. That's for sure. It'll be a while. It'll be. It would have to be a long time if yeah. so. The, the the one thing on his side is on you know is golf allows you to compete uh, far longer than than anything else. I mean, obviously he already won in his forties, won the Masters. So uh, there's time. It's just I, again, I I'm totally in the dark on the extent of of yeah. the injuries as they would relate to the ability to get out and uh, and ever play again. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you coming on and giving me so much time. I know you love coming on podcasts, so I hope no, this isn't I, too I, painful. It, it, there are too many podcasts, Jimmy. Oh, my God. It's absurd. It's absurd. Did, it's should absurd. there be like a test that you have to pass or something? Like, like what, should, what should we do to think? And I'm, look, maybe I wouldn't pass it, and then, and then I wouldn't yeah, have to bother people. Yeah. How, much I mean, do listen, you hate, how much do you hate the booking process? How much do you hate it? It destroys my life. <laughs> right well there's two things there's two things i hate i the, when i do this like sitting here speaking to you i love that the booking is so stressful and again because and part of it's me i don't want to talk to everybody and i don't want to talk to people that are promoting something i don't want to talk to people that have a book out or a, or a, or a movie out not my thing i don't want to talk to the people you know the same comedians do this you know I don't want to mention names because every time I do that, someone says it. But you know, what's it, what's the guy? I get name? it. I get it. No, who's but- the guy who does? What's the sports show? Oh God, I can't think of his name now. But even you know, Rob Riggle. Like I, you know, I got it. He's on every podcast I could get. That's <laughs> not what I want to do. So finding people that I want to speak to is difficult. And then, like you said, when I go on Twitter and promote the podcast, which I do a lot because you have to, you just feel like the biggest douche because there's nine billion podcasts. It's like how does this? How does anything break through anymore? I, I, I don't know, but I, th- I'm with you in this, like this part of it is, is the fun part. Like, cause I, I by the way, I would have just said no, if I didn't want to talk no, to no, you, I like no. I enjoy, I enjoy this part of it. It's just all the rest of it. That, that's the, that you just like, Oh God. And, 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 you know, you get to know these people and you just don't want to bother them. Like, I don't want to bother people. Right. I don't right. want to hassle with somebody that's like that. And, and then you're, you're trying to get the person you think, ooh, this will be good so that I can tweet it and then people will want to listen to it. Like, I have a television show at night. I got to deal with that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, this other stuff. Well, right. But the, like someday the podcast will probably be all I do. You know, like right. it, well, there'll come a time where that'll be the only thing I want to do. And, right, because I still it, write every day. So for me, that's the priority. And then I have, you know, but, you know, maybe it's backwards. I don't know. But it's also, again, you know, like I didn't want to talk about the NFL deals this week anymore. Like I've talked about it for like three weeks in a row. Like how many times are you going to talk about Who's the NFL? Who's that interesting to? What was that? Who is that interesting to? You'd be surprised. I mean, you know what it's interesting about? I'll tell you what's interesting about it. I've mentioned this. Whenever I've talked about the NFL TV deals and everything, of course, that happened last week was about CBS, NBC, Fox. All anyone wants to know is what's going on with Sunday Ticket. There is a major, major interest and thirst from NFL fans about what is, you know, people don't want it exclusively on DirecTV anymore. So that's the question I keep getting, even when I'm talking about the other stuff. Yeah. And, and I wasn't saying they weren't. I just want yeah. to know who's, what, what is the audience appetite for, like how much money Listen, people are paying. I, 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 and I can see that because so much of the way we consume the NFL, I think, is through that lens of that particular platform. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Jimmy Pitaro has been open about that. I mean, I, 
I would think that'd be a massive home run. If that's oh, yeah, something. that's right. We Everyone wants ESPN Plus to get Sunday tickets. So let's put in the word. Let's get on that. Do that I, for the fans. I'm all for it. Like, yeah. what, give me that. I'll just show up and, you know, <laughs> although like, like what Siciliano and, and Hanson do, like those guys are great. I'm not trying to steal yeah. anybody's spot or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I just. Um, We're ready for the SVP Sunday ticket. I don't, I don't know. know. What's it called? I no, what's it called? Cause it, yeah, um, red zone. Red zone. I got to go to the bathroom, man. Like I can't. Yeah. I drink entirely too much Diet Coke to not have to hit the head every once in a while. Like, hey, you just, we're going to show you some stuff. I'll be back in a few. No one cares. They don't need right. me anyway. I, but, yeah, uh, they could just leave a game up and go off to the bathroom and come back. That's all. That's fine. Just yeah. lay, like lay out. But yeah. uh, it's good to catch up. I'm glad you're well. Uh, shout out to your pop. Same. I'm happy to hear you got the shots and Thanks. everybody out there stay safe and all the rest of that. Same nonsense. to you. Same to you and the family. And I hope you right. get your taste back and keep the bad beats coming. Right on. Thanks for all being right. a, a supporter of that. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Take care, Scott. All right, that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. My thanks to Scott Van Pelt. Always great to chat with him. If you've missed any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast, check them out in the archives. Last week, Sports Business Journal's Austin Karp was on to talk about the new NFL TV deals. Two weeks ago, Ryan Rucco and Brian Stelter on the one-year marking of the pandemic and how it affected sports and the media. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk was on a few weeks ago, so check all of those out. Subscribe and rate and review for the SI Media Podcast. It helps tremendously. All right. Again, thanks to Scott Van Pelt. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 